This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. Welcome to Transformative Principle, where you learn how to be a leader and not just a manager of a to-do list. I'm your host, Jethro Jones. You can find me on Twitter at Jethro Jones. Your to-do list is a hungry monster that is never satisfied. For the last year and a half, I've helped principals get awards, get promoted, and find the time to do the work that really matters. I recently opened a new mastermind slot. Schedule a call with me and let's overcome the stressed and isolated principal position together. Go to the show notes for this episode at transformativeprincipal.org and click schedule a call with Jethro. Welcome to Transformative Principal. You know, sometimes you're in the middle of a conversation and you just know that it's golden. And this is one of those times. I asked one of my mastermind members, Lynn Marsilio, a principal in Virginia, to share her RTI process with us in the mastermind so that I could record it. And she started talking about it uh, the week before. And I was like, man, I've got to start documenting this because it's awesome. And she's showing amazing growth, super inspiring. And so this is uh, just taken out of our mastermind where she's talking about her RTI process. And I hope you enjoy it. I hope you learn from it. And wherever you're at, I'm sure you're doing amazing things. She thinks this is just like, this is what we do, but it's awesome. And when you hear the kind of growth they're having, you know that it's really high quality. So Enjoy this interview with Lynn Marsilio, and thank you for listening to Transformative Principle. I told my new AP, the thing that I really want to work on is RTI, because we don't have anything in place to help our kids who aren't getting it in tier one instruction. And I'm not even sure that everybody understands how to tier kids and how to look at what they're doing and remediation. And we kind of drilled down and found that our kindergarten students were going to first grade way below where we wanted them to be. And that kind of had this effect on every, so the first grade team was really working hard to pull them up and they weren't getting them on grade level. So every, every grade was impacted by, by not having this really robust early childhood so the first thing we did was set a couple goals. We're going to have every child by the end of the first quarter know all their letters. Um, once they know all their letters, then we're going to look at that data and make some decisions. So we called it an ICU where we looked at all of our kids, looked at their data, and then used... So this year, we're using our instructional aides that are in the kindergarten classrooms differently. So their job is to work with very specific tasks. So it's a half an hour, not quite a half an hour where they do four rotations, six minute rotations, and they just are working with kids on very specific things. We have four things, letter writing, letter sorts. We have an ABC book to help them with tracing and getting that tactile and then sound sorts. 
when we finished the first 20 days, we looked at the kids and anybody who graduated then got rolled back into the classroom and back into tier one. We had about 13 kids that didn't make it as far as we wanted. So we did a round two, but we changed it a little bit and added rhyming and took the tactile piece out. One of the structures we put in place was taking attendance for the kids so that we knew how many times they went to this. The idea was to do it daily. What we found was we had two kids who did not, they were like out of the 20 days, they only made 14 days. So then we started making phone calls home to talk to parents about how the attendance is really important because they only made four letters worth of growth where everybody else made, you know, also 16 to 20 letters worth of growth. And now those kids for our third round, we just looked at data again um, because we had 20 more days. We just looked at those kids and we're going to now get them into and talk to teachers about what their next, yes. Our, our third round, now we have to talk to, so my teachers don't like data. They've been really afraid of data. So this year is the first time that they're seeing why we take data. So now we've just finished our third round or our second round of this ICU process. So now we want to bring that data to them and show them, okay, so here are our 12 kids. We started out with 13. One is graduated. Great. These other 13 kids, we are are reading below grade level out of our 115 kids. What do we want to do with them? But what we noticed was because we had all these kids making the goal of getting their letters earlier in the school year, they're taking off with the other things that they need to be doing, the reading, the rhyming, the all the other pieces of um, expectations for, for the end of the school year. So we're seeing that those kids are going to go to first grade. We'll probably have 80% of the kids on grade level going to first grade as opposed to the 40 percent that have gone to first grade on grade level last year. And then our kids, the 20%, this is helping us really narrow down what their needs might be, whether it's early intervention, possibly special education. If there are, we have several um, students who come to us new to the country. So are those our, our level one ESOL students that we need to do something different with to help them with vocabulary? You know, so it's helping us guide those discussions better because they're seeing, the teachers are seeing the value of why we take the data. So that's been helpful. So can you talk a little bit about why and how the teachers are now seeing the value in the data? Because you, you glossed over that, and I think it's important to show how, at this point, that's really valuable to them. So in the past, I believe they felt like the data has, is just a collection. So because we're Title I, the, um, our district has us turn in these big, huge spreadsheets every quarter about where all the unit assessments and testing that we do or their reading levels. And up till this year, that has all been just data we collect to turn in, not data that we use. And so this year they've been taking, they've been doing um, their data collection more regularly. So instead of once a month or once every six weeks, they're doing it weekly so they can see, okay, they're getting it so we can move on to the next letter. They're, they're actually using it to help them. The teachers come up with the, the, each of the four rotations. The teachers plan it. The TAs implement it. 
So the teachers are seeing it being used. And then when they come back to the class for the tier one instruction, they're seeing how it's helping the kids. This really targeted instruction because of what the data is telling them. So that's happening in third, in first, second, and third grade as well. Because we looked at, at the other grade levels and said, okay, what can we do here? And we took groups of kids first grade, we have about 46 kids and they are the kids that we started working with in November. They're the reading teachers are, I have three reading teachers, three title one reading teachers. They're working with those kids. And so they're taking data, running records every week on how the kids are doing in their groups. And we have seen 84% of the kids in first grade making progress. So that has helped our teachers see success, see the value of why they have to take that data because they're co-planning with the reading teachers. So they see what the reading teachers are doing. So when the kids are back in tier one, they can, they can plan similarly. So the kids aren't getting that fractured instruction and it's connected. So it's helping the kids because now they're building on their, their growth and their knowledge rather than building from a deficit. So that's been very helpful. And then in second grade, we've had about 50% of the kids that we started with have rotated out because they made so much progress and we've moved kids in. So second grade has been very fluid and they have really seen a huge difference for, again, just really being targeted. The reading teachers are trying really hard to co-plan with the classroom teachers as well so they can see why that is important. And then our third graders, all but two of the 25 kids have made significant progress. And so now they moved from, we have to teach them how to read to the comprehension piece. And so the teachers there, and I have three, two, two first year teachers, two second year teachers and two third year teachers on that grade level. So they're all, there's no one with more than three years of experience in that grade level. And so we've really been concentrating on, from my feedback, giving them feedback on planning. And now with the success of these RTI groups, they're seeing why that planning is important. So not only have I seen change in the kids that we're working with in the RTI process, but also how teachers are planning and using their data to do first instruction in that tier one instruction. So it's supporting all of the kids in the grade level because it's helping the teachers improve their craft. So what I love about this is that you've got young staff, most of whom are less than three years there. And yet like you're putting these systems in place so that their inexperience isn't impacting negatively the student's performance because you have the co-planning, you have multiple teachers working with these kids and you know what the targets are, you're helping them. So what are you, in first grade, you know, you're working on very basic things. What are you working on in second and third grade that are the foundational skills? So we started out with decoding because these were kids who were right below grade level and we wanted to make sure they they were really solid in how to decode and how to read the, the mechanics of reading. And then once they hit grade level, we pushed them with comprehension skills, the metacognitive skills that the teachers were talking about in the class 
as well. So in the general classroom and their tier one instruction, so they were hearing it in both places. So now those kids are on grade level, but we haven't let them loose yet because we want to make sure that they really have the, the comprehension and the understanding before we let them loose. So just a little bit more of that. I, I don't want to say scaffolding because I feel like the kids are there. It's more just really kind of holding uh, holding on to them just, just for a little bit more and then we're going to push them out. Cool. What else did we not cover that you still need to talk about? I think the the big thing for us, so this was our first year of doing it. So we've been talking as um, an admin team and we've been talking with the reading teachers and we got a lot of pushback in the beginning because I'm asking them to do something different, something that they haven't done in the past. They've been able to kind of control their own, uh, we're just going to work with these kids. And now that they're seeing why we structured it the way we did, there's a lot more excitement on everybody's part. So now we're really working to make sure that the teachers are involved for first, second, and third grade. Um, we really, took, especially second and third grade, we asked the teachers for their input for which kids we should take to because we didn't want to discount their professional opinion on which kids needed uh, that extra push. And so since they're seeing that success, that's been helpful. I think, you know, we talk a lot about kids needing to see success, but I think our teachers need to see it too, because they're working really hard. And sometimes they're not always working really hard on the right things, just either inexperienced or not understanding how to use the data that they have. And now that they're having it, it's, that it's, it's contagious because it's contagious for them. And then it, it's helpful for the kids and everybody wins. The big thing that we haven't figured out is fourth and fifth grade because I still have fourth and fifth grade. <laughs> to we're running out of people. I was very lucky uh, to get some support from central office, so I can hire a TA, and I'm hopeful that the person that I'm hiring is a retired reading teacher. So I'm hopeful that she will be able to help with that fourth and fifth grade. And then we're getting into budget season for next year, so I will be budgeting based on how to help kids get that extra instruction instead of budgeting maybe differently than I would have in the past. So definitely looking at budget as people, not so much programs. And I think that will make a difference moving forward. We're really trying to be proactive instead of reactive. And I think the previous three years, we've really been reactive. So this is exciting to be proactive for our kids. Very cool. Well, Lynn, thank you. That is awesome. I'm excited about it. I really am happy to see this data. Uh, when we talk about it as an admin team, we get excited about it. So it's, you know, the big thing is the pushes, the end of our end of year SOLs, our, our standards of learning tests, and are they going to pass? But I really feel like if they pass, that'll be bonus because I feel like we are getting kids to be readers. And as a as a literature major that is a, you know, very close to my heart that they like to read and want to read and get something out of it. And I feel that it will, regardless of what happens in May, this is going to help them in the long run. So that's, you know, to see them, to see the kids get excited about their growth is definitely worth it. Do you want to simplify your school's technology, save teachers time, 
improve students' performance on state assessments? You can do it all, but don't waste another minute. Head straight to IXL.com BE to learn how IXL's research-proven teaching and learning platform can help you achieve all these goals. That's IXL.com BE.